before when I would head out on vacation, I would overpack. I would bring extra essentials, supplies, snacks, because you never know what you'll need when you're away from home. I would too, but that is all in the past because now there is Target Circle 360, you guys, which gives everyone unlimited same-day delivery wherever they go. That's right. If you sign up for that Target Circle 360, you can just order those extra supplies and they'll be waiting for you at your vacay destination. The only thing better than getting delivery from Target is getting unlimited same-day delivery from Target. So if you're planning a getaway, sign up for the new Target Circle 360 today. So you can stock up on food, supplies, pool stuff, and everything in between without interrupting your summer plans. Visit Target.com slash Circle or the Target app for more details. Same-day delivery is subject to terms, applies to orders over $35. Enter to win a free cruise for two on board the 90s cruise. Relive the magic of the iconic pop culture, music, and fashion of the 90s on the first ever sailing. Five days of concerts with some of the decade's most iconic stars, nightly theme parties, celebrity interactions, and all-out 90s activities. There'll be over 25 concerts and live performances starring Blues Traveler, Collective Soul, Gin Blossoms, Everclear, Lit, and more. The 90s cruise will sail from Tampa and head to Cozumel and Costa Maya, Mexico on Royal Caribbean's Serenade of the Seas, January 31st through February 5th, 2025. Head to the 90scruise.com slash iHeart to enter to win a free cruise for two. Hi, everyone. This is Rachel Zoe with the Climbing in Heels podcast. We recently sat down with a few recipients of the Botox Cosmetic Onobotulinum Toxin A and iFund Women Grants at South by Southwest, thanks to Botox Cosmetic. Take a listen to our conversation. It's so good. What advice would you give to upcoming like female entrepreneurs or just already sort of established trying to survive still? I literally joke with my staff and and we always are saying, oh, you want to be an entrepreneur? You want to be broke all the time and working 24-7? Ooh. Yeah, but look at you. Yeah, right? But I'm here. So the advice that I give is and I coined this, and I believe I said it on my TED Talk, that your passion follows you. You cannot follow your passion. So my advice is to let your passion follow you, get out of your own way, and never stop and never settle. This episode was brought to you by Botox Cosmetic. Learn more at BotoxCosmetic.com and talk to your specialist to see if Botox Cosmetic is right for you. For full prescribing information, including boxed warning, call 877 877- Three five one zero three zero zero, and follow the Climbing in Heels podcast on iHeartRadio or subscribe where you listen to your podcast. Imagine you're a fly on the wall at a dinner between the mafia, the CIA, and the KGB. That's where my new podcast begins. This is Neil Strauss, host of To Live and Die in L.A., and I wanted to quickly tell you about an intense new series about a dangerous spy taught to seduce men for their secrets and sometimes their lives. From Tenderfoot TV, this is To Die For. To Die For is available now. Listen for free on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. It's 902-1OMG with Jenny Garth and Tori Spelling. Hello, everybody. Welcome to another episode of 902-1OMG. My favorite girls. Hi. 
We have Amy with us again this week. We're so lucky. Amy, how is it that you are this big, busy producer? I know. I love being here. Thank you for and having you me back. you just always come back for us. We love it. I'm so happy. I look like hell today. Uh, so you look great. And you got, I choose me, Jen's merch I know. I so love hello. So appropriate. <laughs> I, I, Jenny, you need to bring this back. You really do. You guys want to talk about an OMG? Yeah. Brian Austin Green is having another baby. Well, he's not having it, but Sharna he was a big a player in it. I'm so excited for Sharna and Brian. This is this is awesome, and technically, not to bring it back to me and our connection, but now we'll both have five kids. Five kids. I was thinking Whoa. the same thing. Oh, no way! Who? I didn't think of that. Not many people have five kids, and the two of you have five kids. It's kind of crazy. Did you? Oh what gosh. is it? Okay, just admit it. How did you feel when you heard? I guess he has so many kids that <laughs> you're like, oh, what's one more? <laughs> um, I felt like, why didn't he tell me? No, I'm just oh, kidding. No, that's no, no, fair. no. I, was... I felt like, oh, she's so young and beautiful and wants to have a family. And that, you know, it's just a natural progression in their relationship. I, I mean, I haven't spent much time with, with, him or him and her at all really so i don't know them well interestingly we never even were in the same room with him and megan and they were together for <laughs> 15 years like really? right no no never have you ever met megan like separately randomly i worked with megan on a series a long time ago before they Be were together before bag Yep. Wow. I met her. I met her at some wedding. I don't, I think it might've been you one of did. Ian's wedding. You did at <laughs> Ian's wedding to Aaron. Or yep. one of mine. Okay. Yeah. Right. But it, it was very brief. Was Brian at the wedding? Yeah. With her. So, oh, right. so you, but you, Tori, you weren't there. Tori wasn't there. I was not at the wedding. No. So you're right. You have been with Megan and Brian together. So see, I, I only have one perspective was hearing, you know, Brian's timeline of it and, and his, but I never saw them together. And he always said like, oh, you know, you guys are, you're going to spend so much time together when we did the reboot. He was like, you know, I was like, I can't believe I've never like hung out with Megan. He was like, you will. But now we got to be like, hey, we got to hang out with Sharna. Sharna's super cool. I've met her. I've heard that from everybody. She's awesome. She is really awesome. Should, should I admit in our group text? I'm going to just admit it because I don't. At first, so basically we knew someone was having a baby, but we didn't know who. So in our group, <laughs> you guys, I got like a little like sad when you I did? thought, when I thought you... it was Ian. Oh, because you didn't know who it was. <laughs> you thought you knew somebody was pregnant, but you didn't know someone who it was. Someone in the 90210. Yes, because we're oh. all going in the text. And then did you guys see my text when it was Brian? I was like, oh, I'm weirdly relieved. Like, I don't... <laughs> You're hilarious. You're just like, a little what is too close. Wrong with me? That is so, a little. <laughs> so bottom takeaway here. There's still a chance, Sugarman. There's still a chance. Yep. I ain't got no no babies. But I think, I'm telling you, I think fans sometimes might feel that way if they're like, oh wait. Like this is so bad to say. This is I should not admit this. But like, do you ever have a crush on someone that you're like a little happy when they're divorced? 
Oh God, it's all I can. I can't think. Of, like, when, like, like when like when Brad and Angelina split up, I was like, oh, maybe there's a shot for me in this lifetime. <laughs> like, not really. <laughs> <It's>... <laughs> nope. Oh man. Oh God, I'm so sorry. I, I'll love just, it. I apologize. I'm so sorry. While we're talking about Brian, we should also acknowledge the fact that last week we said that he, David, lost his virginity on the show to Nikki, but that was not right. Two weeks ago. I think it was two weeks ago we we effed it up. (laughs) So basically I was holding some grudge. I was holding a little grudge towards her and it wasn't even her. It wasn't even her. Not not her character. Ariel, apparently. (laughs) We haven't seen that episode. I can't, I'm, I'm yeah. looking forward to that, but everybody, it wasn't Nikki. She didn't do it. And I had she a didn't. weird like moment when you guys were saying it. Cause I was like, something's not I right. I feel like they're wrong, but I don't correct them. How did I mess that up? Because I am telling you guys in person, I was super threatened of Dana Barron. Like there was something. And I think here's the thing. I just remember, and she kind of confirmed this. She was very like into rehearsing and like she, and Brian was young, like, sure, I'll rehearse, hot young girl. And I was just, I was like, wait, why does she want to rehearse? Nobody rehearses on this set. I was like, oh, (laughs) she must like him. So I was really threatened. It was all in my mind. And she was, it was just for the art. Yeah, I know. For her craft. (laughs) So Tori, I know we're jumping ahead, but Ariel was played by, and she's kind of famous, Carrie Wurr. Is that how you say it? W-U-H-R-E-R. And she's very, very spicy. She's hot. Did you have any angst when she was there? Duh. Uh, Yeah. (laughs) Uh, I felt this with Dana, and now I'm like getting upset all over again. Yes. She was really, and she was like, Dana, I remember, like, now that I'm looking back as an adult, like, she was really nice there doing her job and going through protocol. Like, I'm rehearsing. I'm an actress. This is what I do in hindsight. Mm-hmm. But Kari was, like, just, like, Kari, hot. Yeah. Like, smoking hot and really cool and nice, but, like, knew it, you know? Like, she just oozed sex. She still does. So that was that's a whole different thing. So when we get to that, it's gonna we're gonna need yeah. this. Yeah. We have to get her on the show. Oh yes. Also, Jenny, best use of the of the word duh ever. <laughs> I always like to just throw that in there whenever it's appropriate. <laughs> okay, so should we jump into this episode? Yeah. Guys? Let's do it. Season three, episode six, Castles in the Sand, aired on August 19th, 1992. Synopsis summer is coming to an end when Donna and Brenda return from Paris. Brenda's intuition is very telling in her relationship with Dylan. And speaking of Dylan, Kelly pretends nothing happened between these two. Brooke and Brandon. Yeah, Brooke's still here. Brandon's political (laughs) differences lead to their breakup. And David finally gets his first music gig. Okay. Um, I am. I'm excited that Brooke and uh, Brandon are breaking up now. Thank God. How many episodes? She was here for 20 episodes? Like, what? No. <laughs> like three or three or four. Three or four. <laughs> is this it? Is she gone now? Because he broke up and that we never see her again. Nope. Bye. Hopefully. Okay. Okay. Brooke. Oh, she's a racist. Rest in peace, yeah, Brooke. Terrible. Why well, it's so interesting they would write her that way. Like maybe they just felt like, like we, we gotta we get her out of up. here. We gotta get her out and have everyone dislike her. <laughs> That's one way. <laughs> 
She was going after black people, Jewish people. What else? It was very extreme, too. It was like, what is happening? And it took three episodes for this side of her to come out. Right. That's why I'm like, maybe they just felt like this is typical 90210. Girl out of here. Right. They laced it in with the with the she didn't like the transients. And then (laughs) right. right, Just progressed. Uh Fair. I just literally, all my notes are just eye roll, eye roll, Brooke, eye roll, bye, Brooke, (laughs) bye, 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 bye. And stop hanging on him. I don't understand. This was, she's always hanging on him and they're always kissing. I feel like she was hitting on him in real life. Is that a weird feeling to feel that? No, because he's smoking hot. And we we both, we talked about how he, he kissed her as Jason, not Brandon. That was the only parts redeeming about their storyline was how great <laughs> the kisses were. <laughs> I, I don't know. I feel like she was hot for him. I can't we remember start though. this episode out with, uh, you know, bye bye Paris. That's no more, no more Universal Studios per- Paris. <laughs> <laughs> with the I can't wait to see Rick. I was like, like come on. I mean, Dylan. Oh. And then seeing you on the plane, I don't know, just seeing you calmly calm? sitting in that seat on an airplane, I was like, what? There's something wrong with this. This is not. But my placement was right. Yeah. I Because of my fear, I have to, a lot of people are like, why do you want to look out the window? But I do, like, I feel safest. So I'm always like, Jen, please, please, can I sit in the window. Oh, she you goes, have to look she, out the window because I, I feel the same me. way when you're in the middle and you can't see out. You're like a be you're like a caged animal. You're like, ah, like it, it yeah. makes you panic more. Yeah. Yeah. So you had the window seat. In I feel what like, like Brenda technically would have been like, I want the window. It's very her personality. <laughs> yeah, that but, tracks. That tracks. Yeah. <laughs> so interesting that Dean Kane just had that brief moment, but I feel like you guys tell me they did that because they're keeping him around for more. Yeah, did they they pay him a full like episode salary for that one? Dream I would sequence? assume because he was the top name. Yeah. yeah, and they he he looked so cool when he just like picked her up like she was a feather, <laughs> like, like she wasn't a real thing, just like a little dolly. Like he was so strong. He is <laughs> prelude I felt to like Superman. This episode had two jump scares. Do you guys know what a jump scare is? It's like mm-hmm. in a horror movie when you're like. <gasps> I had two, I wrote, oh, so one was when you guys are on the plane and she says, so first in her dumb dream, she's like, calls Rick Dylan. But then when she's awake, she says, I can't wait to see Rick. So that was like, I went, then a huge, how'd you you go? Would you, how'd you do it? (laughs) Then on the beach, Kelly and Dylan are in the sleeping bags, which I was loving and Holy hell, Andrea, out of nowhere. And I was like this. <laughs> oh, my God. I was not expecting. Right? She's dressed for the day and has the kids out looking for crabs already. Speaking of crabs, who sleeps on the beach? Uh, like literally crabs just in right your there. Yeah. Not you know, you've tent. never seen the crabs on the beach? Yeah, they come out. And especially the little jumping flies at night. Like, Ew. <laughs> Um, but what up, Kevin? I'm just going to call you Kevin from now on. <laughs> Is there even a Kevin or was that just totally made up? He just made that up, I think. 
great scene because even though I've seen this episode, I've seen this episode at least a couple times, I still didn't remember that Andrea just is boop right there. And so I, was, I literally wrote on my notes, that even shocked me. Like, because I was like, oh, oh, shit. Yeah, I didn't see that coming either. And I was there. <laughs> Wait, did, did you guys notice, like, did you think of the, the voices sounded weird? Like they were weirdly dubbed? Like, I felt like those were um, like ADRs, like we did. Didn't the voices sound weird to you? Now that you bring it up, but you know, you, you notice that more than we do. It pulled me out so hard. I was like, wait, why are their voices sound so weird and kind of not exactly yeah. syncing up to their lips and definitely yeah. not like, Makes sense. I didn't feel like the performance in the voice was the same as in what would have been the moment, the, you know, the energy of the moment. Like I felt like it was mm -hmm. removed somehow. I guess I'm the only one. That, that makes me ask you guys a question. Because when Jenny just said that pulled me out so hard. And you've mentioned that before. For me, rarely do I get pulled out of the episode. Because I'm so like in it. But because you guys are looking at it so differently. Does that happen a lot? Like Tori, does that happen to you? Like, does that happen to you guys? Where like you're remembering something. Or you're performing it in a certain way. And you're like, oh, I wish I made a different choice where you get out of it, where I'm just like hook, line and sinker. This thing's happening. Not as much as Jen, like she see, like she's great at like picking apart, like the continuity and the boom, like all everything like for its memories. Yeah. I'll be like, oh, it takes me back to that moment. Like I remember that day. Oh my God. I totally forgot about that. But for the most part, I'm truly really watching it as a fan. And I, and I don't know why my brain is doing this because usually my brain likes to interject and be like, you look terrible. Like that was horrible. And it, but I'm not, I'm like just watching like Donna and enjoying her. That's so good. Yeah. I like hearing that. I'm like 50, 50. I, I'm watching it and I, it's, it's a bonus for me that I don't remember it at all <laughs> because it, I am watching it. Like I'm not in it. Like I've never, I've never been there before. Uh, so, but yeah, I do get pulled out by like the little technicalities sometimes, which happens to me in all shows and all movies. And it's pretty annoying. But the thing is about your memory is you might not remember things, but once you watch it, you'll totally remember even more than me. Like, you'll be like, oh my God, that day this was happening. Sometimes. Yeah. Sometimes. Yeah. <laughs> Hey everyone, so as you can imagine, we know a thing or two about makeup. We've pretty much tried it all. And we are really liking Thrive Cosmetics because they have a full line of makeup perfect for an everyday look refresh. They have clean ingredients that feel great on your skin and their products are foolproof, which makes it easy for any skill level to apply. And it's really cool to know that Thrive Cosmetics donates products and funds to help communities thrive. Oh, I love that connection. See that? Plus, how cool is it that their uh, high-performance formulas are certified 100% vegan and cruelty-free? Amazing. And they have zero parabens, sulfates, and phthalates. I really believe when it comes to makeup, beautiful eyebrows are so important. Don't you think their infinity waterproof eyebrow liner helps you achieve your ideal eyebrow look and their easy to use waterproof pencil holds like a wax and blends like a powder. Ooh la la. Refresh your everyday look with Thrive Cosmetics, luxury beauty that gives back. 
Right now, you can get an exclusive 10% off your first order at thrivecosmetics.com slash 90210. That's Thrive Cosmetics, C-A-U-S-E-M-E-T-I-C-S dot com slash 90210 for 10% off your first order. Before, when I would head out on vacation, I would overpack. I would bring extra essentials, supplies, snacks, because you never know what you'll need when you're away from home. I would too, but that is all in the past because now there is Target Circle 360, you guys, which gives everyone unlimited same-day delivery wherever they go. That's right. If you sign up for that Target Circle 360, you can just order those extra supplies and they'll be waiting for you at your vacay destination. And if you're planning to host this summer, same-day delivery is a party saver. Hosting can be stressful. We all know that. You've got people coming over. It's getting a little crowded. You're not sure if there's enough food or paper towels, etc. Sign up for the new Target Circle 360 today. So you can stock up on food, supplies, pool stuff, and everything in between without interrupting your summer plans. Visit Target.com slash Circle or the Target app for more details. Same-day delivery is subject to terms, applies to orders over $35. Want to temporarily restore definition in your jawline where it's been lost over time? With Juvederm Volux XC, you can get a non-surgical jawline treatment that adds volume for a smooth contour and to reduce the appearance of jowls in one in-office treatment with little downtime. Juvederm Volux XC Injectable Gel is the first and only hyaluronic acid filler that improves moderate to severe loss of jawline definition. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. With the weather getting warmer, finally, it is time for a wardrobe refresh. And when I want to update my style without breaking the bank, I turn to Quince. They offer premium European linen dresses, blouses, and shorts from $30. And washable silk tops. Timeless 14 karat gold jewelry and so much more. The best part, all Quince items are priced 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They partner directly with top factories, so Quince cuts out the cost of the middleman and passes the savings on to you. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing practices and premium fabrics and finishes. I love that. I use the hoop earrings I ordered from Quince all the time. And basically live in the slippers that I ordered on their website. The prices and quality are so worth it. Get warm weather ready with Quince. Go to quince.com slash 90210 for free shipping 
on your order and 365 day returns. That's Q-U-I-N-C-E dot com slash 90210 to get free shipping and 365 day returns. Quince dot com slash 90210. So I have another question on that same topic. If you are watching it now and you guys are so much younger, do you think it's easier to watch yourselves now than it would have been like if you watched it maybe a year after? Because it's oh, like, yeah. you know, when you, you're less critical of your look, maybe. For sure. A thousand percent. Like even 10 years ago, I would look at him and be like, <gasps> and now I'm just <laughs> like, oh, cutie patootie. I know such a deep appreciation for whoever that is on that show. Like, yeah. That girl is just, yeah. Wow. The, I, those girls are adorable and magical. Mm-hmm. I love those I girls. I do think, I know you guys have talked about this because it's season three and everyone's sort of hitting their moment. You guys all look good. I do think everyone looks at their best right now. Yeah. Give us a couple seasons. <laughs> Shit starts to get crazy with the haircuts and the colors and the eyebrows. Yeah, we peaked here. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. So should we get into the meat? Because I really, really, really want to know from both of you. Okay. If you were writing it or living it, what would you have done? Should Kelly tell Brenda what happened? What would you all have done as Jenny and Tori in that same situation? And is there something you wish the writers would have had Kelly do? I don't know. I just was watching it feeling like so uncomfortable all the time. And like, I felt icky. Like she's lying to her and she's being like isolating herself. Like, and she says like to Brenda, oh yeah, I can keep a secret. Like, it's just so uncomfortable. Do you feel like you cut her a break, though, because of her age? She's a teen girl doing the best. She yeah, she can. probably doesn't know how to how to handle it the right way. So she's just trying to go with the way it was when Brenda left. I don't think there's a world where she would have just been like, hi, Brenda, welcome back. By the way, while you were gone, I cheated on with uh, Dylan. Right. <laughs> OK, like bye. that would have to be such an evolved teenager. Like, I don't even think girls nowadays like as evolved as they are would be able to handle all of that that's a lot i and would would he have been on the same page because in this episode i was like dylan you are he it bothered me no it bothered me so much the way he was like all just pretending like it didn't happen and the only time that you could see that he was torn or conflicted with it was when he was you know gazing at kelly off in the corner sulking like it just did not feel good at all so I looked at it a little differently Mm -hmm. and that I see Mm -hmm. what you're saying but I also think that Dylan okay so I asked myself like why isn't Dylan discussing with Kelly breaking up with Brenda Mm -hmm. but he has that line and I'm trying to find the exact line where he says I'm doing it because this is what you asked me to do essentially Mm -hmm. so I do feel like he sort of said to Kelly I'm not addressing this or doing it because you sort of told me not to. You told me you don't want to be with me. So in that opening beach scene, if things had gone differently, you think he would have maybe been open to the possibility of like, hey, I'm just going to be upfront and tell Brenda. Because 
he's still being Dylan, like even in that scene, like he's over it. Like he's moved on completely. He's not conflicted at all. Mm -hmm. That's something that bothered me, even though I'm like totally team Kelly. I just felt like he had a real meaningful relationship with Brenda. He was in love with her. And like, how, how does it just go? I, I know we have the whole thing. Like they played house for like a moment and it like really screwed things up. But how do you just fall out of love with someone that fast? I don't know. I think that this, this love triangle while I'm watching it, it was, I'm seeing like, this is what has gotten me so screwed up with like <laughs> men Aww, and trusting men. Totally. And like, uh, this was because I was young when we were filming this and those were very like formative years. And especially like in relationships, like speaking about relationships, like oh, this was hard for me to. Yeah work through as an adult, even like in therapy, like yeah. just because it just sent me, Jenny, like the person inside that was playing these scenes, all these messages of like, you know, it, it, it's never what it seems and people always lie and it just yes. wasn't healthy. So mm -hmm. I, I totally so understand that I wrote down. So, you know, Dylan shows up over at the party, which that was like amazingly, awesomely awkward. The whole situation there. And I even wrote, does he love Brenda? Because it's like, I'm confused. It was like, who does he love? He, he was so convincing and cute with Brenda, but I was so certain that he really wants to be with Kelly. He does. He's like over Brenda, but like he never explained why he's over Brenda. I mean, I understand he met someone else and it was a whirlwind. He's like, whoa, this, this is my soulmate. But like, where's that person? Like this girl fell in love with you. She lost her virginity to you. This was like a huge milestone relationship. Like, what did you like about her? What'd you, what did you love about her? Like, we'll never know. Yeah. And I just, I felt like if I could have been the writer, I would have wanted Kelly to be a lot stronger in like, that was her decision. Like you said, uh, Dylan said, you, you know, mm -hmm. you wanted this, this is what well, I'm trying to do what you said we should do. But I felt like she wasn't even like, she didn't show conviction. In oh, I felt like she was so strong. I did too. I, I did too. Mm -hmm. I don't know. I just felt like I could, I guess I could just feel her feelings and it felt if she was so, it was just so acting for her. Like she was so hurt. I mean, cause me watching, like having Kelly watch Brenda and Dylan, like canoodling and yeah. playing in the sand. It was like heartbreaking for it was. Kelly. It yeah. was. The whole thing was painful. And then the line that I found was, I think you say she, she, I can't remember exactly, but remember she comes to you and says like, he's being too nice to me. I think there was mm -hmm. someone else. So then oh. you have that conversation with Dylan and he says, you, cause you you said, I knew it. And, and he says something like, you didn't predict it. You made it happen. And I took that. I think that's the right line. I hope I'm not screwing this up, but that's where I took it. Like, it's almost like she's manifesting this by not letting Dylan break up with Brenda mm -hmm. by saying, no, 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 that she's manifesting her own, not getting to be with him. Am I mm -hmm. making sense? That's convenient yeah. for him to do, say, put that on her. Yeah. All right. But this is what you wanted. Yeah. I was astounded by how complicated this is. Like, again, I know I've said it before, but like, these are college kids to me. This is such complicated 
relationship stuff that I'm like, I was in college when I was watching it. So I think that's why I related. I was not dealing with this in high school. These are not kids. Yeah. Mm-hmm. There's no goofiness about them. There's no like, oh, like that's unsure. That's I love when we see them playing like tug of war and playing games with each other and like having those moments of like fun and carefree teenage stuff because it's everything else is so heavy and like there's so much emotional weight to everything like I like those moments it breaks it up I you know what I did miss seeing was when I miss seeing when David and Donna reunited after Mm. you being gone like you we didn't get to see that Mm -hmm. moment I wonder if we shot that and then didn't make it into the cut that seems odd a, not to. Adorable kiss on your head, though. I thought the way they are. Every is girl much wants more, to be kissed on her head. <laughs> but they're much more teen. But me. going, yeah, true. Yeah, we do have that. Mm. But going back to Jen's point of how this shaped like her outlook on life and relationships, like keep in mind, like once we started doing this show, our youth really was over. So, <laughs> say la vie. Wow. Like this is all we knew. So I agree with you, Jen. Like it got super confusing. And all of a sudden, like we're we're talking differently than, you know, I mean, I know you were acting out of high school before me, but like right before that, I was right in high school dealing with this stuff and it wasn't dealt with like this. And all of a sudden, like you're just like an adult and it's like, okay, so yeah, Jenny and Tori, like we quickly had to grow up to adjust to playing these characters because this is our lives now. Wow. So we missed, we missed like that chunk of youth. It was just like, okay, bye. I mean, I'm seeing like right now my, I have a daughter that's a freshman in high school and I'm seeing her go through all this like learning of, you know, and heartbreak and happy times and heartbreak. And like, I'm seeing it from a a different perspective because I didn't get to have that. Like you said, like I didn't ever Mm -hmm. deal with that kind of stuff really in high school, but was just thrust into like adult dealing with it. I feel like we were gypped. Yeah. It's so fascinating. On some level. We know we're so grateful for, we were on a hit show and we had great lives, but we did. We like had to grow up real fast. Well, and it sounds like ramifications from really becoming these characters remains, Jenny just acknowledged it, that some of the complicated relationship stuff here got into her psyche, trusting people, you know, and remains. It's like, wow, the line is so blurred and I get it. If you're immersed in these people for 10 years, how do you not take on some of that? Yeah. Yeah. Even you don't even know you're taking it on. It's just like seeping into your your psyche, like you said. Yeah. Wow. That's kind of blows my mind. Yeah. No wonder I've had so much therapy. (laughs) No wonder I need even more therapy. Like this is yeah. But I never knew to address that part. Like like Jen and I, like when we were doing PH nine oh two oh and like coming up with everything that's when it really hit us that these relationships kind of messed with us and it was like oh weird people always say like you know 
your family screws you up or that's why you have like issues or something. It was like, well, no, our 90210 family like screwed us up. That's why we had issues and we didn't really realize it. And it's not like when you're this age, you go into therapy and the therapist is like, okay, let's talk about what's happening on screen, off screen and how is that affecting you? And it's transitioning. They wouldn't know. We wouldn't know to bring that up. Mm-hmm. So it just never happened. Just never addressed. Just like dwarfed some of our well, and skills. As you're saying that, it's so fascinating because just even looking at the Instagram is the people that are team Brenda. And I will say, okay, before we get into that, let me ask you guys. I found her, a, I'm, not, I'm not a Brenda girl. I'm a Kelly girl. But she was much more likable in this episode, which I think was intentional. I was like, oh, why do I totally like Brenda in this episode? Did you guys feel that? She was softer, yeah. She was softer and like less self-righteous. She she really did. She didn't have, she didn't have that much to do. I mean, I just feel like intentional was never their thing. So like, because if that were the case, we've talked about like, wouldn't they have made Brenda like, your quote unquote lead that started the show, the twins, like a little more likable throughout. I mean, I guess maybe someone was like, Oh, let's, or I wonder if Shannon played it softer, knowing Mm. the storyline and saying that could be it. Let me try to win these people back, whether it was intentional or subconscious, because it's like the audience was gravitating towards Kelly and Dylan. It's undeniable. So even though you're doing it in real time, and maybe this was before she knew that, Maybe she played it softer to say, hey, I want them to think I should be with Dylan. I don't know. Jen, don't do you know. remember I mean, at all how she felt about the the Brenda Dylan no, relationship ending? No. Like, I wonder. I just remember, like, just watching the scenes with Kelly and Brenda mm-hmm. and feeling like, oh, this is so, I'm so uncomfortable because she she knows that the storyline is, it, she's a part of it. She's, yeah. a, you know, we're playing in the scene and it's happening. And I just felt like, oh. I, I don't want to be anywhere but here right now. Like, it's fascinating as a fan to know now, like, you know, Luke was like, hey, I want to work with Jen. Totally. I thought of that multiple times. Yeah. So I'm like wondering, like when they said, hey, we're going to break them up. If she was like, no, 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 you can't do that. Or I don't want that. Or she's like, great. Okay. Yeah. I want to have other people to work with too. Like new boyfriends. Like, I wonder. Maybe that's how she felt about it. Maybe she was like, yeah, this is, I'm bored. <laughs> Yeah, maybe. Another thing that really stood out to me in this episode, and I know we've had a sprinkling of it before, but it was really prominent, was one of the reasons I think Kelly is pushing so hard to saying it's over, it's done, it doesn't exist, this didn't happen, is when you say, like, I don't want to be the bimbo, and I don't want to have this reputation And I think that was one of the prominent reasons why Kelly's like, we can't do this because Mm -hmm. I don't want to be that person anymore. I didn't love that. I got to be honest. Tell me why. Like, I guess knowing the character as a fan, I was like, okay, we know her backstory and we know how she felt that people perceived her. And now it's coming full circle. And, but I didn't want that to be like, I, to me as a fan now, I don't think of Kelly that way at all. Like, agree. Maybe that's how some people said it and that's stuck with her. Because we know when once something is said about you, it sticks with you, especially in early age. But I don't think of her that way as a fan. And I didn't want that to be the reason. I wanted it just more to be about her best friend. Mm. Yeah. Interesting. 
I can say that. Mm-hmm. And that's why they didn't make love. So what did you think when Dylan Dylan said, how can you say, it's so cheesy, so per, forgive me. How could you say bimbo things. and make love in the same sentence? <laughs> I didn't feel good about it, you guys. I was like, so I was like, they're on a plane. We're running out of time. I just want to see Dylan and Kelly and love this moment together. And I don't want to talk about bimbo and make love. Like, just, eh. <laughs> My thought during it was like, I, I don't know how to say this other than like, this could be Melrose Place. This, it was so much, it was just an elevated conversation that I, as like a adult, 40 something, could totally relate to. I think that's why I love this season so much because these, these are nothing's, it's all kind of realistic, but not high school. I know what Te- Teens it. don't say make love. They didn't <laughs> back in the 90s, you guys. And they don't, I assume they don't say it. They really don't say it now. Like, did you ever say that to your teen friends? Like, no, I, I don't, don't feel comfortable saying that now. It just feels it grosses me out. <laughs> okay, you guys, well, let's take a break and we're going to come back because I want to talk about David and his dancing and his singing. I just need to talk about it. Hey, on the break, did you guys make love? <laughs> yeah. Oh. So like, what do you say what? though? Yes. Like, <laughs> like, I'm glad we didn't, you know, go all the way. I'm glad around. we didn't have sex. Do it. We didn't, do it. We didn't, we didn't go all the way. I think that's what they would have said. I'm shocked that it. Luke didn't say like, I'm not going to say it this way, you know? You could tell when he said that line, though, that he hated that line. <laughs> you know, Maybe. when you when he probably argued and didn't want to say it, but they were like, "We really need, you know, this mm. is a callback to what she said, and you've got to say it this way." Right? And the way he just like kind of italicized it. It just made it. You could just tell he didn't want to say that. In the nineties, you guys did. Did we say the word bimbo? I don't remember that either. I feel like it was like slut. Like bimbo? Yeah, bimbo feels like it's seventies to me, like, or hey, like forties or fifties, <laughs> right? Like, mm. but maybe the writers are older. Bimbo, because so mm. yeah, slutty would have been a better. Whore. The writers were what? a lot older. <laughs> so, yes, yeah. yes. Yeah, like, which is probably why we always are feeling like, and and I'm not complaining about it. I love it, but it does feel college or even Melrose Placey. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Probably why I love it. Probably why teens loved it because it was elevated and you're like, mm. oh, look at these Beverly Hills kids. There's so much more. There's so much cooler mature. And yeah. <laughs> they only knew. <laughs> so wait, I have a couple questions before we get rid of Brooke forever. Oh, I have if to you must. This. I was completely weirded out. So at the party at the Walsh's, did I get this wrong? I watched it three times. I rewound it. So Brenda comes in and gets introduced to Brooke and Brenda says, nice to meet you. And she doesn't say a word. Did you guys Brooke see doesn't that? say anything to her? Nothing. It was so awkward and weird. Like, did she know- smile and be like, like that? Yes, or- it was like, who doesn't say nice to meet you or your brother know. said... That must have cut it. All I could see in that moment in that scene was the way Jason once again grabbed Brenda's head 
Shannon's head and pulled her in for what wasn't a kiss, but it was a hug. But just the way he just like grabbed her and pulled her in was the same way he grabbed Brooke and pulled her in. Like I'm sensing it's very Jason disturbing pattern here. The grab. He's heavy handed. Did you guys notice? Oh, my God, you guys. I like that. Anyone. I'm not talking out of school, like anyone that has ever like, like, nice to meet you, guy, girl, like Jason has (laughs) the hardest handshake. He will rip your hand off. He's just like, it's just that he has like meat, big meat cleaver. (laughs) What is wrong with you? (laughs) (laughs) They're just meaty. They're like, like, you know, he goes hard, though. It's the same thing when like. It, we all know heavy-handed people like like oh hey like this his would be like this it's, it's and he doesn't mean it it's just like you know or like hey hug it's like Ugh. it's just like I, everything I, is heavy hard i've never sh- sh- shook his hand i think i'm proud to say we're on the hug hello level but he probably hugs you hard like almost squeezes the life out of you yeah Notice how it feels. Yeah. Yeah. I'm about to text him because finally you got, don't worry. I'm going to invite you guys to, but we have a concert <laughs> coming up and his kids love our concert in person. Um, what if I was just like, sorry maybe, guys, I'm only yeah. inviting Jason. <laughs> I thought you were about to tell us that he's agreed to come on our show. Yeah. That got exciting for a second. Yeah. Amy, you're friends with, come on. If you are on a hug, we are friendly. I wouldn't go as far as to say friends, but don't okay, worry. So- I will. He calls you Sugarman too. I've heard him say it. Like when oh, I they're, they're him, friends. They're oh, good yeah. friends. Would you want these tickets? Ding, ding, ding. Yes, I will do that. When I invite him to this thing, I will do that. 100%. <laughs> well, the other thing is I'm inviting you guys so we can all be there together and just do it there. <laughs> ambush him. It's an ambush podcast, everybody. We're going in. Oh, we should do that. We should do that. We should figure out a way to be like, it's like man on the street, but it's us for our podcast, just ambushing our old cast members. And I'm going to invite Ian too. That's a good show. So we can just invite them all and just go, oh, while you're here, please come into the suite. Boom. I like it. We'll be like, the show starts at six, but really it starts at seven. And we have, we just happen to have these microphones set up. It's so weird. Wait, but before we move if on, if anyone could do it, you, you could do it. Yeah. The computer banner. I yes, I noticed. With the holes. I literally used to make those. Yeah, me too. And Same. you had to like tape it together, right? Each piece. Yeah, it would kind of. Peel Unless apart. you had the banner paper, then it was. Yes, connected. we have the banner oh, yeah. paper, but that one was in color. And at my growing up house, we only had black and white ink. We did not have colored ink. I was like, whoa, the Walsh is rich. <laughs> I, totally we, I fully used to paper. make those banners. Like on my Apple IIe. <laughs> God, I Apple loved one. my Apple IIe. Yeah, it was Apple IIe. I, okay. I enjoy Ian. No, I enjoy Steve acting as a big time manager. There's something about it that works for me. Question for you guys. Is it Sanders or Saunders? Because why does the Grey's yeah. Anatomy chief always say Saunders? <laughs> it's Sanders. It's he says Saunders. I was He's like, Saunders. who's he talking about? Every time. <laughs> I'm like, what am I getting this wrong? I need to ask you, did you like when uh Brian, when David was performing on stage all alone yes. up there? Or were you, you did Jenny. you have the flop Thank sweats you. like Thank I did? You. Flop sweats. Well, sweats. sweats. Yeah. 
Yeah. Be, be, be my love. Be, be, oh my, be my God. love. Be. There was something so good about it, but at the same time, there's something so bad about it. It came immediately back to me. I was literally like, I know this song. Yeah. Be, be, be my love. Was twirl, that like twirl, released? Twirl. <laughs> then he starts dancing. Twirl, twirl, two keyboards, oh, two keyboards. That was, that was his number one song, I think, right? From Wait his, a second. From his album. He had a, he had a number one song? Oh, I, I meant like that was his first song. I'm immediately <laughs> uh, off of off his album. I didn't can buy it. it you can get really his album. Catchy. It was, mm-hmm. but I felt so nervous for him, like up there with us all watching, and just like nobody's like up grooving and dancing to it. We're all just sitting back, like <laughs> watching him. I felt so, a little embarrassed. Okay, so, but I do, okay, so uh, he has this song. I don't know the timeline. So he has this song and he's like, hey, you guys, I'm working on it. Like, remember he had his own recording booth set up in his house and like, I mean, I don't know. I mean, when you were at his house as well, like, <laughs> but I'm just saying, like, what came I'm, first? Uh, wait, a, wait, I never went to his recording booth. So I never got invited to his recording booth. I did. (laughs) (laughs) So, but I wonder if he's like, hey, I've been working on this song. I'd love to get it on the show. Or if like his album was out and they were like, hey, we want to put it on the show. Like what came first? Because it's kind of seemingly brilliant. I wish some of us had said like, hey, we have these other passions. We want to get like a clothing line made because when we had now wear this on the, you know, our store on the show, like Brian's like so young and like mixing like both worlds. Like what? It There's nothing better huge. than your song going to like number one yeah. than having it on 90210, which is the biggest show at the time. Like, great. I mean, it could have been huge. If it didn't, that was just such a huge missed opportunity. Total mm. miss. Yeah. These days that would never happen. Uh-huh. That song would have been on iTunes the the by the minute the show ended. Yep. And you're Do right. You see, we would have had our own clothing line called Now Wear This. Yes. Totally. <sighs> okay. So wait, did did you see what year his album came out? No, but I can't. Oh. I was like, who, who are those girls talking? Is that? <laughs> it's so like jazzy and poppy at the same time. Be, be, be my love. Be, be my love. It was kind of of the time. Like, I want to know when this album came out. Okay, it's called One Stop Carnival, and it didn't come out until 1996. So it's a little later. Interesting. That is really unfortunate that they didn't. Be be my love. Oh, oh. (laughs) So good. Thank you for that. I wonder if from the show, like, he got, like, how does this work? Yeah, I don't I know. Album people like, like recording series. Like, yeah. yeah, no, he was like performing and out and he had like, he had fangirls of his music. Like, I remember this. Okay, Not sorry. to segue back to Jason Priestley's kissing, but okay. let's. Okay, so sure. did, did you guys catch, first of all, my notes said Brandon's such a good kisser, but did he kiss <laughs> Kelly on the nose or the lips? Did you I see that moment? I think it was the nose. I think nose. it was her nose. Very odd place to kiss a growl. Six days till senior year. Brandon makes weird choices. <laughs> Brandon. 
I also can, can we address, cause I've been meaning to talk about this for weeks. The writers, whoever it is, man, do they love cliches on this show? Do you guys ever hear that? That it's like, well, I guess nothing lasts forever. And there's always like a million. I need to start like a, mm-hmm. my favorite cliche. And he's just, there's so many, like where they use these sort of like lines. We'll like, always have Paris. I don't yes, know. That yes. really irritated me. <laughs> We'll always have Paris. They love that. And kids don't talk like that. Like nobody can be a killer. Like all those just. (laughs) (laughs) You know, in the writer's room, because they were all older, they were like, oh, that's great. I love it. Like, (laughs) meanwhile, us teens are like Casablanca, huh? What? (laughs) I've never seen that movie. Casablanca. Yeah. (laughs) So I also thought the scene that just really kind of was like a ugh, gut punch for me was when they had Kelly and Brenda walking down the Walsh stairs and Dylan comes in the door and he has that face that's just so hot and you can tell he loves one of them <laughs> and you're just like who does he love like I literally wrote holy hell this is so whack that they're do- <laughs> I love you. <laughs> Those are her notes. <laughs> Holy hell, this is so whack. Because I was just like, it's amazing. Who does he love? And does he love Kelly, but he's faking it? What's happening? I mean, if 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 Brendan, Kelly, Shannon, and Jenny didn't have beef before, just right. innately as people, right. then they just really pitted us against one another with this storyline. Like we didn't have a fighting chance of getting along. Correct. No, that's crazy. I've never thought about that either. Like, wow, you guys just were set up on screen, off screen Mm -hmm. to just go at like battle one another for. And even as stars, you know, I I don't know what you guys call yourselves. Celebrities, stars, (laughs) star of the show. Uh, I like to refer to myself as a star. (laughs) Actor, (laughs) Hollywood stars. It's like because you see them coming up. You know when someone sort of really takes their shine in a show, and that's happening for Kelly slash Jenny. So it's like, who? Why wouldn't the other characters be like? Like my best example. I don't know if you guys watch Walking Dead, but like Daryl was sort of a secondary character, and then Norman Reedus was just such a giant stud and just became. He blew a up. star and now he's the, the lead of the show that happens it happens it happened you know kind of happened with dylan and brandon yeah yeah but they were always probably supposed to be the Equal. leading heartthrob males mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. i mean maybe that's a good point like maybe they never thought brian would be like he was just supposed to be the teen geek at first right. and then all of a sudden he, like oh he gets like a younger different demographic of girls right. like like even like and he blew up well, as we dig into behind the scenes we don't have to talk about it too much today but it, i've been reading ahead and they were thinking of making these young characters we'll learn because it's coming in a couple of weeks, another one shows up that they were thinking, like Dana was saying, where Nikki was going to take over with David and some of these young people. What the heck? I know you guys wait till <laughs> I'm trying to get I don't want to ruin it today because I'm trying to get the person to come on to see if she was told the same thing. 
Wait, so, who, what? Who? Okay, I'll tell you that part. It's Nicole Tom. So she comes on mm-hmm, and she mm-hmm. plays, um, oh God, why is my name? I'm having a old person moment. You know, um, you know, the the boy that was in the cast and then he accidentally shoots himself with a gun. Doug Douglas. Emerson. Yep. Yes, it's the sister. Sister. Oh, Scanlon, Scanlon, Scanlon. That's right. Scott, Scanlon. Scanlon's sister. Sorry, guys. They okay. were trying to th- overthrow mm-hmm. us. No, they were uh, yeah. a coup. They were they were forming a coup. And I know we're running out of time, but I have to make another I have to, uh, another question. Obviously, I thought it was clever the way both Kelly and Dylan slip up. Like when Dylan says about the baby and Brenda's mm-hmm. like, what? How do you know? The baby? Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. like that. And then there was mm-hmm. another one where Kelly had a slip up. So I thought, oh, that's interesting. Interesting. But the, the thing that really bothered me, too, was then when uh, Brenda was like, you ready to go into our senior year together? And he never answered her. At the very at the end, like he, he just do it. evaded the question, and I don't remember what he said, but it wasn't. Yes, I I'm excited to go into the senior year with you. It bothered me that he didn't answer her because he doesn't know, but he's he's just going along with it. Mm. Oh. I also felt that Kelly and Dylan are not great liars. I was like, they're teens. Oh my gosh. Like, uh, yeah, that would be so hard to lie about. Okay. Let's take another break and let's come back and talk about fashion and lines. Okay. Oh, I have a good story. Before when I would head out on vacation, I would overpack. I would bring extra essentials, supplies, snacks, because you never know what you'll need when you're away from home. I would too, but that is all in the past because now there is Target Circle 360, you guys, which gives everyone unlimited same-day delivery wherever they go. That's right. If you sign up for that Target Circle 360, you can just order those extra supplies and they'll be waiting for you at your vacay destination. And if you're planning to host this summer, same-day delivery is a party saver. Hosting can be stressful. We all know that. You've got people coming over. It's getting a little crowded. You're not sure if there's enough food or paper towels, etc. Sign up for the new Target Circle 360 today. So you can stock up on food, supplies, pool stuff, and everything in between without interrupting your summer plans. Visit Target.com slash Circle or the Target app for more details. Same-day delivery is subject to terms, applies to orders over $35. Enter to win a free cruise for two on board the 90s cruise. Relive the magic of the iconic pop culture, music, and fashion of the 90s on the 90s cruise. Five days of concerts with some of the decade's most iconic stars, nightly theme parties, celebrity interaction, and all-out 90s events and activities. Over 25 concerts and live performances starring Blues Traveler, Collective Soul, Gin Blossoms, Everclear, Lit, Color Me Bad, Lisa Loeb, Fastball, CNC Music Factory, Jesus Jones, Digital Underground, Sophie B. Hawkins, and more. Hosted by MTV VJs Downtown Julie Brown and Matt Penfield, plus Lisa Loeb. Royal Caribbean's Serenade of the Seas will be completely transformed to take you back in time for nonstop 90s action. The 90s cruise will sail from Tampa and head to Cozumel and Costa Maya, Mexico, January 31st through February 5th, 2025. 
Head to the 90scruise.com slash iHeart to enter to win a free cruise for two. As important as choosing the right destination when traveling is choosing the right travel partner. Gene! Eugene Fodor! Gene, was we'll it! Much of the joy you will find on the road comes from the person you share it with. So you write the books, Gene, and Vlastar on the business. I understand now. He's a wise man who marries a wiser woman. But be careful and choose your travel partner well, because the worst trips result when two partners have two different agendas. Get down! I'm not stupid, Gene. Something is going on, and it's high time you tell me the truth. Freeze, Americano! Huh? Oh! Gene, run! So travel before it's too late. Your money will return. Your time won't. And we're all too quickly approaching that final destination. Listen to Fodor's Guide to Espionage on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey guys, this is Paris Hilton. Trapped in Treatment is back, and this season we're taking on Wasp. They held us in dog cages. They starved us. They beat us. They burned us and subject us to really horrible, uh, cruel and unusual punishment. After my personal experience at Provo Canyon School... I was shocked to learn that a man named Robert Litchfield, a man who got his start at the school that I went to, would go on to create a multi-million dollar empire. He was trying to brand us, so we were going to become the McDonald's in treatment. The Worldwide Association of Specialty Programs and Schools. They prey on, you know, a parent's really natural and beautiful love for their children in a really, really, unfortunately, effective way. At this time in my life now, if someone presented this program to me, and not just because I've already experienced it. Sham, scam, beware. Listen to season two of Trapped in Treatment on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's your story? Okay, so... You know the red and white striped dress, which I feel like I'm shocked they let us wear that. Like stripes are usually they don't let you wear on camera. Like now. Right. Right? No. So like, yeah. oh, it's like, eh. It, it makes the camera yeah. kind of, yeah. They can do weird things. Uh-huh. So we never, I don't remember borrowing my wardrobe, but I do remember borrowing that wardrobe. So Brian was having his birthday. I think, want to say it was his 18th birthday. I'm not sure. Would that be the right timeline? Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. In mm-hmm. July, July 15th, I mean, whatever. Uh, so, Not that you know or anything. <laughs> I don't even know my kids' birthdays. I know Brian Austin Green's birthday. <laughs> Priorities. No. Um, so I remember being like, oh, my God, it's Brian's birthday. And, like, I still really liked him. But he had you this. You wanted to look good. I wanted to look good. And we still had, like, something off camera. But it wasn't, like, that summer where we were, like, I was the one, like, at least in my head. <laughs> I mean, he sent me a dozen red roses during that summer. Like, oh I thought I was the God. one. So Which is major for teens. I kept one of them dried in my closet for literally 15 years after that. I remember that. Um, so anyway, that outfit, it was his birthday. It was at the Mondrian in Hollywood, where, like, Sky Bar is. Like, um, I don't know. I haven't been there in a gazillion years because we're old now. But 
I remember borrowing it and the exact outfit going to his birthday party and it was fun. Like, I don't remember you being there, Jen. I don't remember. You were, I think being it was there. during the week. You know what? You were working. You were working. The only people I remember being there was Ian. I don't know why it stood out. Probably because I look back and I saw a picture and Ian like had me picked up. Like Ian used to like to pick me up. Like all like a, whoop, like I was nothing. So I just remember being there and we were all hanging out. And there was the cake and I was just like, oh, I like Brian. And then he disappeared with a girl. And I had brought two girlfriends. And so stupid, but I remember like going up, finding out what floor he was staying on and going up and like oh. running down that hallway and finding out and like listening on at doors and like ding dong ditch, like <laughs> knocking on the door to disrupt them and then running and hiding around the corner. Oh my God. I love that so much. And I just remember I went home and cried that night. And I was so sad. And then that I could never wear that dress again. I'm like, here, you can have it back. I'll, I don't want to keep it. Oh, it looks so cute on you too. I loved that. And I think there was, was a good. flowered tank bikini top. Oh, the flowered bikini, the flowered bathing suit top mm-hmm. that Kelly wears. With no, I'm thinking of this of the sunflower bikini top that Donna was also wearing. great, cute, also great. But but it was like Kelly had almost what it would be a one piece. It was like a corset. But almost. It looked like a tank, mm-hmm, but maybe mm-hmm. it was her bathing suit. And it was this great flowered, perfectly fitted. It was so good. And I liked the purple hoodie that Kelly wore when she was moping and didn't want to go to the mm, beach. Same. That was like current today. I was like, Yeah, I wanted to wear that. Did I get that? <laughs> yeah. Did you like um, Steve Saunders' uh, no socks look? <laughs> oh, so bad. <laughs> he was he, sitting he at the does beach that in, in his real trousers, life. his oh. pleated trousers yes. and his shoes, his little loafers. Sons, oh my God. Sons. He did that recently. I, I feel like he was in a turtleneck and trousers and no socks. And we were like, that kind of works we were, now. Oh, we saw recently. It wasn't no socks. He had the, the ones showing, but they showed too much. <laughs> and we're like, wait, if you're going to wear that cut of the pant, you have to like no sock look now, isn't it? Yeah. I'm not mad about no socks, but it's just the whole look. Mm. Well, well. Wait, I know we're running out of time. So I have to have, I have to ask you guys like four quick questions. One, yeah. we had a Randy Spelling appearance. Yes. Yep. He even spoke, had a good line. Number two, I messed up and thought Kelly had a slip up, but it was Brenda. Brenda had the slip up about Rick and that's how Dylan knows something's going on, which then she admits at the end. So there's that. We had a Jake mention. Remember uh, Kelly's mom thinks she's moping over Jake. Yep. Yep. So they are keeping that going. So I thought, well done. I wonder if there was like talk like, oh, we're going to cross over again. And that's why we got to keep that going. You know, they Maybe. wouldn't have mentioned Jake for no reason. Like there had to have been some thought process. They should have. That yeah. would have been gr- Oh, my God. Imagine if Jake showed up right now. <laughs> Whoa. Ah, that'd be good. Mm-hmm. I would look, kind of love it. What would Kelly do? Oh. oh. I don't know. I also believe David and Kelly as step siblings. They're playing that totally well. I love that relationship. I really do. It's never creepy. It's never like. It's never like Brandon and Brenda. It's like a normal sister brother relationship. Yeah. Yeah. (sighs) Well, we didn't really get to lines, but 
Yeah, that's okay. We'll always have Paris. Next. <laughs> we'll always have Paris. Did Gabrielle know sign language? Yes. She was I, like I, proficient. Yeah, at that it. was cool. I forgot that. And so it was she's, like, yeah, I was, was cool. watching going, wow, she's so good at that. Leave it to Andre to be good at sign Everything. language. Yep. yep. Well, that's it for uh, for this Before episode. Before we go, oh, you know what? you know what I do at night, you guys. Uh, do you really want to share this? I look up at the moon and think, "Are you looking at the same moon?" <laughs> I believed her for a second. That was good. Yeah. Like I was like, "What? What are you, you doing?" An actress, Sugarman. You're so talented. Jenny, I did not mean to cut you off. Please. (laughs) I was saying that's it for this week's episode. Next week, we have Songs of Myself, episode seven of season three. Everybody watch it. Before, when I would head out on vacation, I would overpack. I would bring extra essentials, supplies, snacks, because you never know what you'll need when you're away from home. I would too, but that is all in the past because now there is Target Circle 360, you guys, which gives everyone unlimited same-day delivery wherever they go. That's right. If you sign up for that Target Circle 360, you can just order those extra supplies and they'll be waiting for you at your vacay destination. The only thing better than getting delivery from Target is getting unlimited same-day delivery from Target. So if you're planning a getaway, sign up for the new Target Circle 360 today. So you can stock up on food, supplies, pool stuff, and everything in between without interrupting your summer plans. Visit Target.com slash Circle or the Target app for more details. Same-day delivery is subject to terms, applies to orders over $35. Enter to win a free cruise for two on board the 90s cruise. Relive the magic of the iconic pop culture, music, and fashion of the 90s on the first ever sailing. Five days of concerts with some of the decade's most iconic stars, nightly theme parties, celebrity interactions, and all-out 90s activities. There'll be over 25 concerts and live performances starring Blues Traveler, Collective Soul, Gin Blossoms, Everclear, Lit, and more. The 90s cruise will sail from Tampa and head to Cozumel and Costa Maya, Mexico on Royal Caribbean's Serenade of the Seas, January 31st through February 5th, 2025. Head to the 90scruise.com slash iHeart to enter to win a free cruise for two. Imagine you're a fly on the wall at a dinner between the mafia, the CIA, and the KGB. That's where my new podcast begins. This is Neil Strauss, host of To Live and Die in L.A., And I wanted to quickly tell you about an intense new series about a dangerous spy taught to seduce men for their secrets and sometimes their lives. From Tenderfoot TV, this is To Die For. To Die For is available now. Listen for free on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Elevation with Stephen Furtick podcast was created with you in mind. This is a podcast for those feeling discouraged or needing guidance from God. Together in this podcast, we'll dive deep into scripture, uncover the powerful truths that will help you rise above your limitations and embrace your full potential. We're here to equip you with the tools you need to conquer life's challenges. Listen to Elevation with Stephen Furtick every Sunday and Friday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.